RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 8, 1967, the Boston Red Sox faced the St. Louis Cardinals at Busch Stadium for Game 4 of the 1967 World Series. The Cardinals led the best-of-seven series two games to one, and this is the NBC radio broadcast of Game 4, featuring announcers Pee Wee Reese and Ken Coleman. 386 feet to straightaway left and straightaway right field and 414 feet to center field here at Bush Memorial Stadium. And I guess, Pee Wee, it's what the ball players would refer to as an honest ballpark. It certainly is. There's nothing cheap about a home run in this ballpark. Of course, Fenway, they have the real short left field. But when you hit a home run in this park, you deserve it. And the wind is blowing out a little bit today. I think uh, the ball to left field, Eddie Brasu, the shortstop, has played here at the Cardinals and also played with Boston, said that the ball carries better to left field and left center than it does to right field. And I was standing down there watching batting practice, and they were jumping out there pretty good in left field today. And now let's go to the starting lineups, which are basically the same. For Boston, Jose Tartable will lead off playing in right field. Dalvin Jones will bat second and play third. Carl Yastrzemski is in left. George Scott will be in the fourth position in the batting order at first base. Reggie Smith is the center fielder batting fifth at his first World Series home run yesterday. Jerry Adair will play second. Batting seventh and playing shortstop is Rico Petroselli. The catcher, the veteran, Elston Howard. And on the mound, Jose Santiago. Santiago started the series opener in Boston, losing 2-1 to one to Gibson. He worked seven innings, allowed two runs, ten hits, walked three, and struck out five, and accounted for the only Boston run in the game with a third-inning home run on an 0-2 count. He had one home run during the regular season. This is his second year with Boston. He has a record over those two years of 24 and 17. Jose is six foot two, 190 pounds, 27 years old, from Puerto Rico. Now for St. Louis. Lou Brock leads off playing in left field. And he has been one of the key men in this series so far. Kurt Flood is in center field batting second. Roger Maris in right field will bat third. Orlando Cepeda, who came up with a big hit here yesterday, his first hit in the World Series, will be at first base. Tim McCarver is working in back of the plate. Mike Shannon will be at third. Julian Javier is at second. Dal Maxville at shortstop. And Bob Gibson is on the mound. Right now, down below, for this tremendous crowd, which will be in the vicinity of 54,000 people, the Red Sox starting lineup is being introduced. Now, we told you about Santiago, so we move over now to Bob Gibson. He is 3-1 and one in World Series competition, and only one St. Louis Cardinal pitcher has ever won four series games, 
Harry Burkeen. Burkeen was 0-1 in 1943, 1-0 in 44, and 3-0 against Boston in 1946. Gibson has pitched three consecutive complete game victories in the series after losing his first series game in 1964 to the Yankees here in St. Louis, working eight innings. And I think it's significant to point out his strikeout total in series competition. He has spanned 41 batters in his 36 series innings with his strikeout totals per game at 9, 13, 9, and 10. His 31 strikeouts in the 1964 series set a record. So with more pregame color in just a moment. At first base, from the American League, Ed Runge. At second base, from the National League, Paul Fryer. At third base, John Stevens of the American League. Down the right field line, Frank Umont of the American League, and down the left field line, Al Barlick of the National League. The umpires have deployed to their positions. The conference is at home plate over. And of course, the managers are very familiar with the ground rules, which are really relatively simple here. Gibson has completed his warm-up throws, has gone back into the St. Louis dugout, and right now Santiago is on his way in from left field where he has been uh, warming up with Red Sox catcher Russ Gibson. A wonderful crowd on hand here today for the fourth game. Jose Carnival, who will lead off for Boston, has just come out of the dugout into the on-deck circle, although the St. Louis Cardinals have not yet taken the field as Frankie Frisch, the Fordham Flash and one of the great ones for the St. Louis Cardinals years ago, a member of baseball's Hall of Fame, has just now, or is in the process right now, of throwing out the first ball for today's game. Been on the mound, taking his warm-up throws with his catcher, Tim McCarver. Orlando Cepeda's at first base. Julian Javier at second. Dal Maxville at shortstop and Mike Shannon at third. In left field is Lou Brock. In center, Kurt Flood. The right fielder is Roger Maris. McCarver throws the ball down to second. Fielders pepper it around. Third baseman Shannon turns it over to Gibson. And the big, strong right-hander is ready to go to work. And we're set for the first pitch of game four in the 1967 series. Here is Pee Wee Reese. Okay, Ken, thank you very much. Big Bob Gibson on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. They're trying to make it. Three to one in favor of the Cardinals game-wise here today. Tartable takes the first pitch at ball one. That pitch is in there for call strike one. Bob Gibson has a real good fastball, good curveball. He can overpower you, as everyone knows in baseball. Here's the pitch. Tartable tries to hit the ball in the left field. Line drives out on the third baseline. Gibson. As Ken told you, has won three games in series play. There's only one other fellow that's done that. That's Harry Bertine. Carnival hits a line ball, shot down to Sapiti, picks it up and puts it over to Bob 
Gibson coming first. Well, one away. That ball was hit hard. Cepeda down on one knee. He fumbles the ball, picks it up, goes over to Bob Gibson, and one away. And that brings up Dawson Jones. Gibson doesn't take too much time. He's looking down to Tim McCarver. Here's the pitch. A curveball, a little high and outside, ball one. Pee Wee Dalton had three hits here yesterday, and he says he was just trying to hit that ball back up the middle until he gets a better feel of these pitchers. Gibson's fastball was in there. Call strike one, one ball and one strike. Well, Ken, I haven't seen Dalton Jones too much, but what I've seen of him, I like this young fellow with that bat in his hand. Very smooth. Bob Gibson has a ball hit hard down the right field line. It's foul. Way back up in the stand. Jones looks like he's not swinging too hard. He just tries to hit the ball worse pitch. He'll hit it to left field, back through the middle. If it's inside, he'll pull it. Bob Gibson shakes his head. He's ready. Here is the pitch. That ball jamming with the Gibson up with the ball. Flips the ball over to Cepeda. It's two up and two down here. At Bush Stadium. Bad luck. Gibson, who is a very good fielder out there on the mound. It's hard to get a ball by. The fun on him, it had better be perfect. Well, this brings up the great left fielder for Carl, the name of Carl Yosinski. He holds his bat high. Gets him first pitch of a curveball. Inside for ball one. Gibson completely shackled. Yosemite in the first game. Then he came back in the second game, got two home runs. They shut him out yet. Let's see what he does today. A curveball. And there's a call strike one. One ball and one strike. It's two away. We're in the first inning here at Bush Stadium. Ken Coleman and I'm Pee Wee Reese bringing you on today's game. Another curveball. First hit out into right field. Roger Myers over to cut that ball off. Down on one knee. The throw into Dow Maxwell, the shortstop, puffing back in the first base. Yes, empty. So that's his first base hit off Bob Gibson. And it brings up George Taylor Scott, the big first baseman. Lives down in Greenville, Mississippi. He's 23 years old. Another one of the fine young ball players. That's a Red Sox have a fastball and a dandy in there for call strike one. Two away. Call your 50 on his first base. Bob Gibson, as I told you, does not take much time. McCarver giving the sign. Gibson set, looks over at Yosemite. Here's the pitch.
There's a score here at Bush Stadium. The Red Sox nothing, and the Cardinals coming to bat. Has really done a job, and especially against Santiago in Game One. And I'm speaking of the great left fielder of the Cardinals, Luke Rock, who is six for twelve in this World Series. Jose could not keep him off the bases in Game One, so he's got to face that challenge here today. Yes, sir, to control these Cardinals. It's a pretty good idea to keep Brock off of those tracks. San Diego into his windup. Here's the pitch. Brock taking all the way. Low. Ball one. Six for 12. A cool 500. That ain't bad. San Diego on his warm-up. Here's the pitch. Brock looks like he wanted to bunt one. Took it. It's in there for call strike one. When the bottom half the first inning here at Bush City, no score in this ball game. The Red Sox had one hit, and that was by Carl Yusinski. Coaching at first base for the Cardinals, Dick Sizzler. At third base, Joe Schultz. Brock holds that back foot up in the air. San Diego pitch. That ball is tapped down to third. Dalton Jones is a fair ball. The long throw. They didn't get it. What it looked like a routine play going down to Dalton Jones. And right at the last moment, that ball bounced to his right a little bit. And it just took that little bit more for Jones to get that ball to first base to George Scott and Lou Brock beat it out. So now that brings up Kurt Flood. Lou Brock on it first. You better watch him. San Diego. The pitch. And Brock makes the bluff and Elson Howard out in front of that home plate ready to make the throw. Santiago had Brock steal two times on him in the first game of the World Series and Brock said he found his flaw in Santiago's delivery but Scott said the first baseman that he just took off like nobody he'd ever seen. <laughs> found the flaw, huh? Well he has terrific speed. Santiago just threw over there and I'm asking to watch him rather close. The fans are hollering go, go, go and don't be surprised if he doesn't. He didn't on that pitch Oh, 
to a lot of trouble up at Fenway Park in the first game. Is getting himself in a jam here, Ken. I should say as the first two Cardinals are on. Brock with the infield hit and Flood with a ringing line singled into left field. And it brings to the plate Roger Maris who drove in the two runs for the Cardinals in that first game 2-1 victory. Roger Maris, who said this is as happy as he's ever been playing with this Cardinals. It's going into pro ball. The first pitch he's taking all the way of curveball in there by Santiago. Strike one. Rock down at second. Flood at first. And I don't believe you could find two faster men in baseball that are out there right now. Santiago checks Brock back at second. Looks again. Here's the pitch. Cardinals 
here in the bottom half of the first inning. Three runs on four hits. Now let's see what happens. Brock got a base hit. To start this bottom half of the first inning off, Flood then got a base hit. On a second, Harris got a double out into left field, scoring both Brock and Flood. The first pitch of Mike Chen is a curveball, low and outside. Cepeda hit a fly ball in the right field. Maris tagging up, going to third. Then McCarver gets a single in the right, scoring Maris. And that brings up Mike Shannon. One ball and no strikes on him. It's still one away. The pitch to ten in front of the middle. Strike one. In the series, Shannon has four hits. One up for home run. Yesterday. Santiago looking down at his catcher, Elson Hire, waiting for the sign. Here is the pitch. Herball, front on the pulled him a little bit. One ball and two strikes. Gary Bell, still warming up in the bullpen for the Red Sox. Again, those three runs with Gibson pitching is going to be a little tough. Yes, indeed. It's going to have to be a catch-up type of ball game from the Boston point of view. Cannon, first throws his bat at a curveball, the shortstop. Petroselli in foul territory comes up with it. Little lazy looper out over third and holding on at first base, Tim McCarthy. You just mentioned a good point there, Ken. The Red Sox had to play catch-up ball yesterday. That's a tough game to play. It looks to me like they're going to have to play it again today. Well, during the season, when they had a 10-game winning streak, they had a similar situation to what the Cards have here today. They kept jumping out into quick leads. Now the Cardinals have that advantage in this one. Javier is the hitter. San Diego's first pitch on the ground ball out to shortstop. Got the ball back down. He's got the ball. Everybody save. That ball was hit hard into the hole. Petroselli had to go over about seven steps. He got to the ball. The crossover with his glove knocked the ball down, but McCarver beats the throw to second base, so Javier gets the base hit, and that's the fifth hit. In this ball game, runners at first and second. Down back for the hit, a curveball, low and outside, ball one. Javier, the only player to have five hits. Not the only player to have five hits, because Lou Brock has six hits. As seven now, starting in the day's game, Dal Mackball. Makes that pitch is inside ball two. Santiago may be a little careful, a little shortstop here. Bob Gibson's the next hitter, the ninth place hitter, but he's not a bad hitter himself. 
Runners on first and second. San Diego. Look at the hard. There's the ball. It's a base hit out in the left field. You think he may make it close. Here comes the throw. Elson Howard out in front. And he beats the throw. The Carver does. Four runs. They're still not out of the inning. 
at the pitch. Oh, popped up. Texas Philly, the shortstop. Going back, he falls for the assist. He falls for it in Texas for out number three. So here's first day in the bottom half of the first inning. The Cardinals score. The Red Sox, nothing. A cloudy, cool afternoon with a temperature now about 55 degrees. Here's Peewee. Bob Gibson, first pitch to Reggie Smith. Low and outside, ball one. Smith wants to take a look at the ball. Down at Tilly. Smith crosses it out. Gives him a new one. One ball, no strikes on Reggie Smith. Leading things off for the Red Sox in the top half of the second inning. That pitch is outside, ball two. Gibson. When he releases that ball, he puts everything into it. Falls over toward first base a little bit. Here comes the windup. The pitch to Smith. Ball hit high. It stays fair the home run. Just barely fouled at that right field line. Here's the fella. Flaps that ball around the left. Back through the middle. You get it inside. He can hit it a long way. Here's the pitch by Gibson. Rounder out to Javier at second base. Up with the ball. Puts the ball over to Cepeda. It's all for Reggie Smith. Gibson will be tough today. Bob Gibson. Not a little fellow. He's not a real big fellow. He's six feet, one and a half inches tall. But he's well put together. 195 pounds. Quite a basketball player. Jerry Adair, first pitch time. Fouled off the right, back up in the stand. Strike one. See, we, there's a note on the scoreboard out here indicating that Luke Brock's four hits in the opening game made him the sixth cardinal to do it. Others, Joe Medwick, Rip Collins, Dino Slaughter, Whitey Karowski, and Joe Gargiola. That is Joe Gargiola, good <laughs> in the World Series in Boston, and he said it was an amazing thing because it happened to be a day when Ted Williams did a couple of things pretty well, and uh, he said he got very little publicity out of it, uh, you know, as a result. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like you, Joe, done that. That's bad to see. There you there. Swing. No contact. One ball and two strikes on Jerry. It's one away. By the top half of the second inning. Start 
that with curveballs and switch the fastball. This fellow can do it. A good fastball. Swung on and foul straight back. Two and two. The fourth game of the World Series here at Foot Stadium. And the Cardinals are out in front by a score of four to nothing. The fifth one will be played right here tomorrow. remains two and two. It's two away. Petroselli has good power for a little fella. Hit 17 home runs during the regular season. Defensively for the Cardinals, Cepeda at first base, Javier at second, Maxwell at short, Shannon at third, left field, Brock, center field, Flood, right field, Maris, McCarver catching, and the pitcher Here's the pitch. 
George Scott, the first baseman, underneath it and takes it for out number two. So Gary Bell. Finding things a little bit easier than Santiago did, who started this game. Santiago pitched two-thirds of an inning. He gave up four runs on six hits. Roger Maris, who's had a good series, the batter, he doubled in the first inning, driving in two runs. There's a fastball with outside the gas. Remember, fans, Ken Coleman and I will be right back here again tomorrow to bring you the fifth game of this World Series. Hope you can be with us. Bell picks the mass, curveball in there, but it's all strike one. Maris now has four for 12. Five runs batted in. Maris, a big left-handed hitter. Gary Bell's pitch to him. A runner pitch is high and outside. Ball two. You try to keep the ball away from Maris. Get it inside. You can pull it out of here. Out of any ballpark. He keeps moving that back. Now he sets Gary Bell's pitch to him. Back ball. Damn him a little bit. That's it for the coach at first base. Gets a nice hand as he comes up to the ball. Two balls, two strikes. On Roger Maris. Again, I believe Bell looks a little bit better today than he did yesterday. Yes, he does. And uh, oddly enough, our second pitcher yesterday was Lucy was the best one. It seems to be a matter of timing involved here. Second or wrong pitcher. <laughs> To the ground, and George Scotty will take it himself. He walks over and steps on the base, and that's all for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the second inning. The score here, first inning, the Cardinals four and the Red Sox nothing. But the Red Sox, Elson Howard, the first pick to him. He takes it in there for call strike one. Well, as we mentioned, the Red Sox now have to play catch-up, and with Gary Bell do next, Joe Foy is on the deck. Alfred Howard pops one up, the beta in foul territory down at the first baseline, takes it for out number one. Joe Foy. Pinch On the pitcher, Gary Bell. Gibson, first pitch going. Curveball in there for call strike one. That's what happened, as Ken and I have said. Here's the pitch to Joe Foy. Swung on and missed, strike two. When you're playing catch-up baseball, even though Gary Bell has looked real sharp, you got to use that pitch hitter. Try to get back in this game. As the Red Sox trail, four to nothing. The 0-2 pitch to Foy. And it didn't take long for Gibson to get rid of Foy. A real good fastball. He swung on and missed it. For out number two. Ken, I've ever seen a pitcher work this fast as Bob Gibson does. He really works fast uh, both ways. <laughs> in throwing the ball and in uh, working. Jose Tardiboe, the little right fielder. Here is the pitch. Tardiboe looking at it like he wants to bunt it. Takes it for strike one.
Carnival does not have a hit in the series. Her ball. Outside, ball one. We're in the top half of the third inning. Here at Cliff Stadium in St. Louis. Cardinals four. The Red Sox nothing. Swing and miss. Strike two. One ball and two strikes on the ball. It's two away. Bob Gibson. He doesn't give that hitter a chance to think. One ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Third ball hit out to Cepeda. The first baseman says, I'll take it myself. And that's all for the Red Sox here in the top half of third inning. So after one and a half innings of play, it's still the Cardinals four and the Red Sox nothing at the third inning. The new pitchers, Jerry Stevenson, first pitch is in there for call strike one. Cepeda. Had a fly out into right field to Cardinal his last time up. Maris tagged up one third on it. There's a big hit out of the left field. Should be in there for extra bases. And Dirksy takes the ball off the wall. Here comes a long throw to Taylor in the second base with a stand-up double. Well, Ken, a lot of the players on the Cardinals said that little base hit, or not a little base hit, that two-base hit to Taylor got his last time up yesterday. Maybe just what the doctor ordered. Well, Orlando had been in a slump through most of September and had uh, had a lot of trouble getting base hits in this World Series. He'd gone 0 for 10 until he got that double yesterday. And now he bangs out his second double of the World Series, getting his second hit. He's 1 for 2 today as Tim McCarver now faces Jerry Stevenson. Tim McCarver will try to get this ball on the right side of the infield. They get Cepeda over the third. No one out. Here's the pitch. Her ball. Good triple foul tips it back against the street. Here's talking about Cepeda. At that late season front. With only 161. Last 19 games, 10 for 62. Seemed like he just quit after they sent the pennant, I guess, yeah? Well, he helped them pinch it. He was a great player for the Cardinals all season long. Yes, he did. McCarver takes the fastball just inside. One ball and one strike. Yes, sir, that big fellow down at second base. At second base, they call him the bull. He certainly did have a great year. They say he has been the leader for the Cardinals. Jerry Stevenson picks to the corner. He did put it, but it's foul down at right field line. The count is now one ball and two strikes on the Carver. We're in the bottom half of third inning. The Red Sox have no runs on one hit. Off Bob Gibson. The Cardinals have four runs and seven hits. The four runs came off San Diego in the first inning. As he pitched two-thirds of an inning. Gary Stevenson. Shakes his head. Elson Hardy's he's ready. McCarver fouls one off the left. No chance by Howard R. Dalton Jones. And a gap remains one ball and two strikes. They're playing McCarver. Just about straight away. Yazuki 
He's a little bit more toward the left field line. He probably hits the ball out in the left field occasionally, especially with two strikes on him. The one and two pitch to the Carver. Bounces out in front of the plate. Elson Howard cannot come up with it. And there goes to Peter the third. It's card the ball club can move on those base paths. Of course, they've had a lot of opportunity today. They've had a lot of men on. The Red Sox have not had a chance. They have a good pass ball club. The infield has drawn in with a count of two balls and two strikes on the club. There's no one out. Here is the pitch to McCarver with the pitch third. is a high fly going out to center field. Reggie Smith, who has a good arm, he's underneath the ball. Here comes the throw, and they should not be able to get McCarver. The throw is off to the right. Elton Howard up to the ball. He throws the bag, the ball to Jones. At third, I thought they may be going over to tag third on the appeal play, but McCarver had plenty of time. There was no use rushing. Plenty of time down at third, because that ball was pretty steep. After Reggie Smith, Mike Chen is now the hitter. It's one away. The Cardinals now lead five to nothing. One and oh, the count on Mike Shannon. Shannon played right field in the 1964 World Series. That ball. Javier has had a base hit in every game. He got the only hit off Big Jim Lombard. 
An on-board, six-step four hitter up in Boston. Donatelli calling time. The umpire behind home plate is Javier. Takes his glasses off. Damon. One away. They like to hit and run. Mike Cannon on his first base. Jerry Stevenson slips one over to George Scott. Keep it out on Shannon. Jerry Stevenson checks the runner at first. Here's the pitch. That's ball. Low it outside. Ball one. Javier looking for a sign. The right fielder tarred the ball. Not too deep. Because he knows if... Javier does get the run. He'll try to put it into right field. There's the ball. Hit 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 the Anything. One ball and one strike on Bob. It's two away. 
creeps and shakes his head till he's ready. Here's the pitch. It popped up out into center field. Reggie Smith underneath him. And takes it and has it for the last out. So that's all for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the third inning. They came up with two runs for the score after three full innings. But it was in there for call strike one. Here's the pitch. 
2 0 count. To Reggie Smith, hit the ball to Zapata at first base. Big over stepped on the bag, and that's all for Reggie Smith. And that's all for the Red Sox here, the top half of fourth inning. We have the three and a half innings of players still the Cardinals six and the Red Sox nothing. Three way race. Okay, kid. At the bottom half of fourth inning, Lou Brock. The first picture of Paul hit hard on the right center. That's going to be in after extra bases. You'll have to hurry to get this one back in. Reggie Smith. He's holding the ball up in the air, and the umpire is saying that the fan touched the ball. So it's an automatic ground rule double. It would have been an easy triple, Pee-wee, and maybe even more than that. He might have even had a shot at an inside-the-park home run. But a fan out there reached down and touched the ball. The ground rule states if that happens, it's a two-base hit. So Lou Brock, who is all the way to third base and might have challenged by trying for an inside-the-park home run, goes back to second. That ball took a real high hop. That fence. Is how high, Ken? Ten and a half feet high. Because we don't know how tall the fan was who reached down the side. <laughs> don't know how long his arms were. And he touched it. We could see it. Because the umpire was right out there on top of it. And he saw it. Reggie Smith didn't even try to throw the ball. And he held the ball up in the air. Jerry Stevenson hits the first flag. Like he wanted to push that ball. Punch the ball out of first base. And he took it to the top side of the ball one. He's one for two. Got a thing on that big first inning. Blue Brock down at second base. Let's see if Kurt tries to hit that ball to right field. After one Brock, he started to go. That's the fellow the shortstop. In back of him out there. Jerry Stevenson gets off the rubber. Elton Howard out to talk to Jerry Stevenson. Brock is now eight for 15 in this series. And of course, when he gets on base, he unsettles the pitcher and the catcher. When he gets on second, he gets up through the whole infield because the second baseman and the shortstop are constantly on the move, trying to keep him as close to the bag as possible. And Adair and Petroselli have both been weaving in behind him. He just takes a couple of steps away from those infielders. First one, he hits the ball to right field on the ground. Jerry Eder up with the second base, puts the ball over to George Scott, and he got the job done. He got Lou Brock over to third. So it's one away, a five ball. Well, now scores. Brock from third. And it's written from second. And it's remarkable. And with a fellow sitting in that second spot to hit 330 and getting himself up on a play just like that. Yes, uh, it certainly is a tribute to the team play at Kurt Clutch. Roger Maris, lines one. Now down at first baseline. He's one for two. Got a double. That's first time up, driving in two runs. That's always said. It was a team effort. But I think in the case of the Cardinals here, it's really true. Boys can really communicate with each other. What's that second break, second base combination? Javier and Maxwell. Here comes Roger Maris. 
Let's take a look inside. All one, one ball and one strike. Jerry Stevenson, Kirby. Talking about double play combination. Austin Redstock, Ever Dandy. And Texas Southern Church, Jerry Adair. A young fellow named Mike Andrews has played a lot of second base for the rest. Very good. Jerry Stevenson, Victor Roger Mann. The infield is in. We're in the bottom half of the fourth inning. And the Cardinals lead in this game by a score of six to nothing. Here's the pitch right there. Hat ball high and inside. Ball two. Stevenson is not taking his lineup. He's watching Brock. He comes set, puts it with Brock. Here's the pitch. Curveball inside. Elson Howard makes a nice save. Makes it down three and two. The next hitter, Orlando Cepeda. He got a couple his last time up. Three and two to count on Roger. The Cardinals have nine hits. The Red Sox have two. Jerry Stevenson taking a little time. He checks Brock over third. The tapper, George Scott, looks Brock back. He runs right at Roger Madison. Madison's going right back to home. But Scott takes it. a high hopper to George Scott at first base. He wanted to make sure that Brock didn't come in. He's watching him all the way. And Madison right back to home and Scott back. Scott has great instinct at first base, and very often during the year with men at man third, uh, he would make that play even from a distance. That time, of course, Brock was not going, and he had a chance to run in and get Roger Maris, who, as you said, Pee-wee, was retreating toward home plate. Now, Cepeda. Cepeda. Hit a double to left. He's last time up. Jerry Stevenson takes a little bit too much time. Cepeda steps out of there. He'll move Brock down at third base.
Gibson has struck out four and has not walked anybody. Has given up singles to Yastrzemski and Scott. He has been in charge. The right-hander fires. Ground ball hit down to third near the line. Shannon up with it. Throws to Cepeda for the out. Adair is out on a ground ball. Shannon getting him at first base. With one down in the fifth, and the Cardinals they hit six to nothing. Rico Petroselli is up. batting shortstop. The pitch to him high pop foul off the third base side will be out of play. Amazing thing about Bob Gibson since returning to action on the 7th of September after his July 15th injury. He pitched six times including series games with a 4-1 and one record and his earned run average has been an incredible 0.97. Pitch is a curveball inside. The count on Petroselli goes to one ball one strike. Of the Red Sox hit by Yastrzemski and Scott came after two were out. The pitch gets away from Gibson, count as two balls, one strike. Bob Pinto loses balance coming off the mound. Two and one on Rico. Cardinal outfield playing straight away for the Boston shortstop. McCarver hangs out the sign. Gibson throws and the pitch is hit on one hop to third. Shannon with it. Anticipate a low throw scooped out. Nice play by the first baseman. And there are two men out of the fifth inning. Cardinals leading six to nothing. And Elston Howard is at the plate. The Cardinal outfield for Howard plays a bit toward right. Bobby Doerr coaching at first and Eddie Papowski over at third base for Boston. Gibson into the windup and the pitch. It is low and away, ball one. Bobby Doerr coaching at first base set a series record in 1946 for second base with 31 of six. Here's the pitch. High fly ball into right center field. No trouble for Flood. Waiting for it, he makes the catch and the Red Sox in the fifth inning are down in order. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on after four and one half. It's He'll be coming on to catch. Right now, we pause 30 seconds for station identification. The Red Sox have no run on Stewart, and they've no ass. And the Cardinals have six runs on nine hits, and they've no ass. We have a new pitcher. And a new catcher. Mike Ryan is doing the catching, and the pitcher. Tim has singled the right field, scored the fourth Cardinal run in the first. 
first inning. Had a sacrifice fly in the third to drive in their fifth run. They're leading 6-0. Pitch is a strike call. Two strikes on McCarver. Shannon is on deck, and Javier will be batting third. This is the last half of the fifth inning. Cardinals had four on the first and two on the third. Moorhead throws. That ball outside. The count is one and two. In the third, Brock led off with an infield hit. Flood singled the left. Maris hit a two-run double. McCarver banged a single to score Maris. And Maxfield drove home McCarver for the fourth run. There's a ground foul off the first base side. Still one and two on McCarver. Yafield plays the St. Louis catcher toward right. Ryan working back to the plate. Pitch. Big serve outside. Two and two. The plate umpire, Augie Donatelli of the National League at first base. Ed Rungy of the American League at second. Paul Pryor of the National League. John Stevens of the American League at third. Moorhead delivers. McCarver fouls it back out of play. Umpiring down the right field line, Frank Umont of the American League. Down the left field line, Al Bollock of the National League. The Cardinals were the two games, two games to one edge in the World Series. And leading here six to nothing. The pitch, one on a miss, strike three. As Moorhead came in with high smoke to get McCarver. And that is the first strikeout. Boston pitching today, and Moorhead is the fourth hurler. Santiago went two-thirds of an inning, allowed six hits and four runs. Gary Bell went one and a third, allowed no hits, no runs. Gary Stevenson went two innings, allowed three hits, two runs. The batter is Shannon. The pitch to him is one on a miss, strike one. Right-handed hitting third baseman has fouled to Petrocelli and won. It's the curveball on the ground to second. Easy hop for Adair. Throws the spot for the out. Two out in the fifth. St. Louis leading Boston by a score of six to nothing as Julian Javier steps to the plate. He has now six hits in 12 trips in series competition as he has two for two here today. An infield base hit in the first inning and a solid single to left field in the third. Ryan hangs out his sign, Moorhead into action, and a pitch. One on a miss, strike one. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the fifth inning. On deck is Dale Maxfield. Javier calls time and now gets checked in the right-hand batter's box. The pitch to him, hit on the ground, foul. Joe Schultz, the third-base coach, handling it. Dave Moorhead rubbing up the ball on the mound. Six runs on nine hits for St. Louis. No runs on two hits for Boston. Moorhead 
hand ready. The pitch. Their ball got him for call strike three, and he sends him down in order in the fifth inning, striking out two. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. So after five, St. Louis leads six to nothing. First hit him in St. Louis. Warner top half of six innings. Red Sox have no runs on two hits, and the Cardinals have six runs on nine hits. Ken, come on in. Okay, Pee Wee, Mike Ryan at the plate, standing in the ninth spot in the batting order. Young fellow from Haverhill, Massachusetts. The pitch to Mike is taking low ball one. Ryan will be followed by Tarnable and Jones as Moorhead took over Nelson Howard's spot. Bob Gibson into the windup for the pitch. One run and miss. One ball and one strike. Ryan is a very fine defensive catcher for Boston. Pitch is foul back this way. One and two. Back up the middle. Pee-wee, I'm not sure whether that ball 
the meat hand of Gibson or not. But in any case, Javier did very well to stop it back in second and at least make the throw on the first. I would say that Javier has impressed me. We've seen him make two or three real good plays. Of course, he had no chance of throwing out Tartable on that one, but he can really move. That ball was almost to the left of second base. He can really move. One out and one aboard now. Dalton Jones at the plate. The pitch is a strike called on the outside corner, knee high. Jones bounced out to the pitcher in the first inning, slides the left field in the fourth. was the third for Boston, all singles. Fly ball to left field, right toward Lou Brock. He comes in a few steps and makes the catch. Tartable down halfway, retreats to first base. Two men out in the sixth inning. In both other situations involving Red Sox hits, they have come with two men out and nobody on. This time, with one out and... Uh, got the base hit. Now there are two men out as Jastrzemski comes up. Carl has singled the right field and bounced back to the pitcher. One for two. The pitch to him is outside for the ball. Jastrzemski now four for 13 in the World Series. Cardinals with a six to nothing lead. We're in the top of the sixth inning. The set by Bob Gibson and the pitch. Strike the ball, breaking stuff on the inside corner. One and one. Gibson gets the sign from Tim McCarver. Right-hander goes to the belt. The pitch. Yes. The rip that Yusunsky takes at that ball. Up in Boston, sometimes they say he changes the wind direction with that cut. Gibson ready. One, two, pitch. Yusunsky takes it low and inside. Two and two. in the Boston six. St. Louis with a six to nothing lead. The pitch to Yastrzemski. Hit on the ground, up the middle. Back at the second goes the shortstop. Maxfield throws to Cepeda for the out. Retiring the side. Good play by Dal Maxfield. Back at the bag at second. No runs, one hit, one left on. And so, after five and one half, St. Louis leads Moorhead throws to him, and the pitch is inside ball one. Maxfield has singled the left and grounded out the shortstop. Right-handed batter, Moorhead throws, ground ball, hits down to Jones at third, right at the bag, throws the spot for the out, one away. Six-nothing St. Louis, we're in the last half of the sixth inning. You know, Pee Wee, uh, that overhand curveball, that the hand here is for Bob Gibson, who has been brilliant again today. That overhand curveball of Moorhead, I think when you and I were kids, we used to call that a drop sometimes. And that's a pretty good one, too. Gibson takes the ball outside. This is the first time I've ever had a chance to see Moorhead pitch. He comes right over the top. Pitch to Gibson is a check swing ground ball. Foul 
ball past uh, Dick Fisher in the first base coaching box. One and one to count. Here's a curveball. A little bit like a fellow that I saw last night used to pitch for the Dodgers. I mean, but Carl Erskine, he came in over the top, and it really rolls off. That ball is high, and the count goes to two and one on Bob Gibson. Bob has fly to Yusensky left, and to Smith in center field. Two and one. and throws, the pitch is low and away. Three balls, one strike. One man out, nobody on, last of the six. St. Louis got four in the first inning and two in the third. They beat six to nothing. Gibson fouls it back. Three and two. Bob is a great natural athlete. Once played with the Holland Globetrotters and went to Creighton University in Omaha on a basketball scholarship. No wonder he can feel that position out there on the mound. Three-two pitch to Gibson. His outside and low, he lost him. With one out, the Cardinals have a base runner. That's the second walk allowed by Boston pitching. The first by Morgan. One out and one on, and the batter is Drew Brock. Today is two for three. He now has eight hits in the series, more than any other player. Had an infield hit in the first inning and scored the first St. Louis run. Yusensky in left in the second and doubled in the fourth. A ground rule double he might have had, would have had certainly three, but the ball was touched by a fan out there in the bleachers in right center. Pitch hit on the ground to Petroselli. Flips over to Adair for one. Back to first. Safe at first base. Brock is, you can well imagine, a very difficult man to double up. And they couldn't uh, pull it off that time. As Gibson is for six to four, Petroselli to Adair, and Brock reaches on the field of choice. So there are two men out and a runner at first. Lou Brock has grounded into only 21 double plays in five years in the majors.
Kennedy. It's a ground ball to short. Petroselli in and up with it. Throws the first base in time, and I get him. What is out, short the first. And in the sixth inning, there were no runs, no hits, and one man is left on. At the end of six, the Cardinals six and the Red Sox nothing. Boston in the seventh, the Red Sox trail the Cardinals by a score of six to nothing. Trot struck out in the first inning and singled up field in the fourth. Hit the ground ball on one hop to Maxville at short. Close to Cepeda for the out. One down on the Boston seventh inning. More luck than anybody with Gibson in Boston. He had a pair of hit drop bombs. And now Reggie Smith is coming up. Smith has grounded out the second. And bounced out to has grounded out the second. And bounced out to the first baseman Cepeda unassisted. Tim McCarver catching. Cepeda at first, Javier at second, Maxville at shortstop, and Shannon at third. Rock is in left, Flood in center, and Maris in right. Smith getting set, which hitting center fielder of the Red Sox up there left-handed. Gibson kicks and throws, low for a ball. Gibson allowed six hits in the opener in Boston. Pitch is low and inside. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes to count. Smith gets it low. Ball three. Gibson has a World Series record for a pitcher. Most strikeouts in one series. He fans 31 Yankees in 1964. The 3-0 pitch. Smith gets a walk. And that is the first walk that Gibson has given up today. Only the second he has given up in this World Series. And in the first game, he went to the ninth inning with two outs before he walked anybody. One out and one on. The batter is Jerry Adair, the second baseman. And now Dal Maxville, the Cardinal shortstop, comes in wants to talk things over for a moment with Bob Gibson. Green Bay and Detroit are tied 10-10 at the end of the third quarter. Dallas and Washington, 7-7 in the third period. New Orleans and New York, 14 apiece at halftime. The pitch is all one to Jerry Hay there. Minnesota, 14, St. Louis, 3 in the second quarter. It's a high pop foul off the first base side. McCarver over. He's got it. The fader was close to him, but Tim made the grab. Adair fouls out to the catcher. Two men out. A runner at first base in the Boston 7. St. Louis with a 6 to nothing lead. Rico Petroselli at the plate has been called out on strikes and grounded out for short. Tomorrow, Jim Lonborg goes against Steve Carlton. On deck for Boston, Steve This is foul back out of play. Strike one. One strike on Petroselli. Reggie Smith. Swung on and missed. Strike two. 
was in the eighth spot in the batting order when he went in to pitch, so he would be due next, and Seaburn is on deck. The set by Gibson, and the pitch. Check swing foul ball off the first base side into the lower stand. Two strikes. Still cloudy, still cool here at Bush Memorial Stadium with a temperature in the mid-50s. It's supposed to be cloudy, but maybe a little bit warmer tomorrow. Gibson ready. The pitch. Check swing pop-up. Gibson makes the catch near the foul line off first. Halfway between first and home. He went over like a cat to grab the ball. A nice play by the Cardinal pitcher. And that's all in the seventh for Boston. No runs, no hit. And the one man left on. And so, after six and one half, St. Louis leads six to nothing. Involving Atlanta and Houston. The one-two pitch. Curve away. Two and two. And the Braves traded Denny LaMass, a left-handed pitcher, and a shortstop, Dennis Minky, to Houston for Sonny Jackson, a shortstop, and a first baseman named Chuck Harrison. That's probably the first trade of the year. Yes, I would think. Two balls, two strikes to count. Moorhead getting the mound or the front of it, sticks to his liking. One man out in the last of the seven. Cepeda hits a fly ball into left center field. Reggie Smith drifting to his right, makes the catch for the out. Two men out in the seventh for St. Louis. Cardinals ahead by a score of six to nothing. In a game that's been dominated by Cardinal right-hander Bob Gibson and early foot by the Cardinals at the plate. The batter is the catcher, Tim McCarver. Left-handed hitter has singled the right and scored a run. Hit a sacrifice fly and struck out. Takes a breaking ball over for a strike call. McCarver has driven in a pair of runs also. One in the first and one in the third. Throws outside for a ball, one and one. Moorhead is from San Diego, California. Handsome right-hander who had quite a story in coming back to the Red Sox this year after having a lame arm most of last season and early this year. Pitches inside, two balls, one strike. Inside for a ball, three and one. In 1965, Moorhead pitched a no-hit game against Cleveland on the 16th of September. The three-one delivery, high pop-up going into shallow left center field. Petrocelli back, back, and he's got it to retire the side. In the seventh, no runs, no hits, and nobody left on. After seven innings of play, it's St. Louis six and Boston nothing. Job of pitching for Boston. Seaburn up there at the plate. Ryan is on deck, and Tartable is due third. The Red Sox have three singles in this ball game by Tartable, Yasemski, and Scott. Gibson has struck out five and walked only one. Seaburn is a native of St. Louis, as is Elston Howard, 
who lived here the first 13 years of his life. And, of course, Norm Whitehoward is a veteran of World Series competition. In the third period, New Orleans 21, the New York Giants 20 in pro football, and Green Bay is leading Detroit 20 to 10 in the fourth period. Seaburn, a left-handed batter, facing Gibson. Pitch to him is low, ball one. Young 19-year-old Ken Brett is warming up in the Boston bullpen. Pitch is outside, ball two. takes a deep breath on the mound, right-hander into action in the pitch. Seaburn gets a fastball in, first strike call, two and one. There's a high fly ball into center field, and Kurt Flood is under it. He's got it for our number one. Seaburn flies to center. There's one out in the Boston eight. Center field for a base hit. 
right past Gibson's head. Bob got his glove up and tried to make a play on it, but could not. And Cardable has his second hit in the ball game and the fourth for the Red Sox with two men out in the eighth. The Cardinals have a six-to-nothing lead as Dalton Jones moves in. Left-handed batting third baseman has grounded to the pitcher and twice by the left field. Gibson throws high for a ball. Three times now, the Red Sox have had singles after two are out in this ball game. Once they had a hit after only one out. So Gibson has really not been in any kind of trouble. Pitch is low for a ball. Nobody has reached second against Gibson. Two balls, no strikes. Pitch is a strike call, two and one. Delivers foul ball out of play to right field going into the upper hand. 
is raining. It has started to rain fairly hard, and down below, fans are scampering to do it cover. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch. Cannon popped it up in foul territory off third. Ryan and Jones over. Mike Ryan makes the catch. Cannon fouls to the catcher, Mike Ryan. One out of the eighth inning. here for a couple of days and now we are getting it. The Cardinals lead by a score of six to nothing. Incidentally, Alan Roth, our statistician, tells us there has never been a World Series game that has gone less than nine innings. They've always gotten through all of them. Bobby here at the plate. Pitch to him and swung on a miss like one. Julian has a single and a double and has been called out on strikes. One away in the eighth. The pitch, fastball, swung on a miss, strike two. Dave Moorhead pitched brilliantly for Boston today. And Gary Bell in relief, the man who started yesterday, also pitched very well. Brett throws, and he gets him with a breaking pitch around the knees. So he's gotten the first two men here in the eighth. Striking out Julian Javier, and with two out and nobody aboard, the batter is Dal Maxfield. St. Louis six and Boston nothing. Six nine and all for the Cardinals. Zero four and all for Boston. The pitch to Maxfield is low ball one. Dal has singled the bat, grounded the short, bounced out the third. Ken Brett gets the sign from Ryan. Youthful left-hander throws, and it's a sharp foul off the first base side out of play. One and one. Brett delivers, and this one gets by. Ball two and strike one. Cardinals leading six to nothing. Only three times in the history of the World Series has the team been down three games to one and come on to win it all. Pitch is a ball, three and one. It happened in 1903, Boston over Pittsburgh. In 1925, Pittsburgh over Washington. And in 1958, New York over Milwaukee. 3-1 pitch, low and outside. Maxville gets a walk. With two out of the eighth inning, Brett walks Maxville. And the batter will be Bob Gibson. The Cardinal pitcher getting a very fine hand, which is well earned as he pitched another straight ball game in the World Series today. He slide to left, slide to center, and walk.
very good hitter and could play several positions. 1-1 pitch. Grounded to it, Petroselli off to his right and with it. Over to second for the fourth play, retiring the side. The Cardinals are out of the eighth inning. No runs, no hits. One man is left on at the end of eight. St. Louis, six and Boston, nothing. It's short. It's a line drive into right center field. Maris going hard, can't get it. It's to the wall. Yusefsky going into second base, standing with a double. Now Yusefsky doubles to right field to open the Boston ninth inning. Red Sox trailing six to nothing, and the batter is going to be George Scott.
Thank you, Kurt Gowdy. I knew you were having a very fine series, and uh, of course you came in it off a very fine year. How do you feel about going in the World Series, performing so well? Well, actually, Tony, got into the World Series, I guess this is what you play for year long, and of course, to get in the World Series uh, is a thrill itself, and uh, I've gotten out to a good start, and Tony, uh, I feel very delighted about it. Actually, if there's something like a game plan going into a ball game, I would, they would have to say the Red Sox, that keeping you off base was their game plan, and of course, I think yours has been to keep your strength and it's worked just that way. Jazz has a big day up in Boston, they beat you, but you've had a couple of good days, and you've beaten them, so uh, how is your strength game impressed you as a ball player? Well, Tony, I saw, uh, I've seen the, your strength game out in Arizona when you train out west, and he's a complete ball player, and he's a tremendous hitter. I have, but we had tremendous hitters in our league, too, and of course, uh, anybody can be pitched to, and our game plan has been going pretty good against Carl, and of course, uh, this ball, I can say that we have a lot of luck with him so far. Lou, what about your own game plan now? Uh, to get on base, to try and steal a base, and this you've done so well, and what about the ball you hit back in the first inning? Which, if there was a turning point, it was the very first ball. Hit, hit down the third base to Jones, the ball took a little bit of a bad hop, I don't know if he'd have gotten you anyway. Well, Tony, he was playing rather deep. Uh, I usually play third baseman, and uh, of course, I picked the bunt down the third baseline, and uh, he didn't move in, and of course, I was trying to get him in, because the guy, Sandy uh, uh, had a good sinker ball, and of course, uh, the next pick was a good sinker ball that hit, the, uh, hit off the end of my bat, and I was glad he didn't come in. What about the World Series going back to Boston? Do you think you'll end right here tomorrow with Carlton, or do you think you're going back to Boston? Well, I don't know, uh, Tony. We're going to give it all we've got. I think there's a lot of people, uh, quite a few guys on a ball club who feel as though they want to end it here, so they're going to be a, a little extra tomorrow, and uh, I hope that we can end it here. Well, you've had yourself a fine series, and of course, your speed has told a big story for the Cardinal Ball Club. What about Bob Gibson? He's been just sensational for you, hasn't he, in the two ball game? This is it. Bob is uh, practically unbeatable. Uh, anytime Bob plays three games, we can count on him winning two, and uh, so far he's won two. If he does a third game to be pitched, I think Bob's going to be a good job. He's going to do a good job in that one, Tony. All right, you've got Jim Lombard coming up tomorrow in the ball game versus Steve Crown, a fine left-hander. What are you personally going to try and do differently against Jim Lombard in tomorrow's ball game? Well, I would try to get on base, uh, Tony. Uh, as you know, the first game, Jim Pitt, I wasn't able to get on base. Hit the ball shop a few times. But uh, I won't change any game plan. Matter of fact, I don't have any game plan. I just go up there swinging. Lou Brock, thank you so much. Congratulations. Best of luck to you tomorrow. The rest of the series, should there be a 6 and 7 game? Now back to Kirk County. Bob Gibson, Sandy, Sandy Colfax County, something about Bob Gibson and Ken Coleman. Really, uh, I don't think I can tell you anything about him. Uh, you watch him pitch, uh, you look at the scoreboard, and you, you know all about him. He doesn't beat himself. I think that's the biggest thing about Bob. He's a, he's a great pitcher, he's got great stuff, but you're going to have to beat him. Uh, he's not going to help, he's not going to walk many hitters, uh, he's not going to give in to the hitters, he's not going to make too many bad pitches. He's a great fielding pitcher, he does everything that you have to do out there, plus the fact that he's one of the great competitors, I think, in baseball. And, uh, I tell you, you know, no ball game is fun, but the ball games you pitch against a guy like that, if you happen to beat him, you know, you take special pride in a ball game like that, and if he beats you, and you, you can't feel too bad about it, you just hope you're a little above 500 against a guy like that. Well, I would say that's a pretty good description of uh, the Bob 
Jackson, and I know Sandy has seen him quite a few times. And the one thing that Sandy said, Ken, that really impresses me, this fella really challenges you. He does not walk you. He makes you hit the ball. And I don't uh, I don't think it makes any difference to him, but it would be Babe Ruth, Carl, your Trimpsy, who's up there, he's going to bring that ball in, in that strike zone. That's for sure. Now to review the scoring for anyone who tuned in late. In the first inning of the ball game, Lou Brock led off with an infield single. Kurt Flood paused with a single to left field, and with runners at first and second, Roger Maris doubled to left to drive in the first two runs. Cepeda flied to right, and Maris went to third after the catch. McCarver singled to right to score Roger Maris. Then McCarver went to second base on a single by Julian Javier and scored on a single by Dal Maxville. And they wound up with four runs on six base hits in the first inning. They added two more in the third when Cepeda led off with a double. He went to third on a wild pitch and scored on McCarver's sacrifice fly. Shannon walked, and then Javier banged out a double to send Mike home with a sixth run. And that was it as far as the scoring was concerned as the Cardinals won it six to nothing. Now, from the Boston point of view, their situation is this. They are down three games to one in this World Series and only three times in the history of the Classics has a team been able to come back and overcome that kind of a deficit. It happened in 1903 when Boston defeated Pittsburgh, and that was an eight-game series, by the way. Boston won five games over to three. In 1925, Pittsburgh did it over Washington. In 1958, the New York Yankees did it over Milwaukee. So that is the story on what faces the Red Sox as they tomorrow will send Jim Lonborg against Steve Carlton. We'll give you the complete rundown right after this message.